It's a trap, you walked right into the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, used to be ruled by force And no matter who it is, they'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an you From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the same in the world through lies Have they disguised and pass off as bravery? Well, I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides And ready to kill each other, that's conquering divide It's all for show, all for hyper I wonder how much money Bones and Tubbs podcast nudes would sell for as non-fungible tokens. Boy. And we're back with another episode of Bones and Tubbs. We're here with you tonight to give everything you want to hear and more. And more. But what's going on? You already know. How are you all doing out there? Yeah, how are they doing? We know how we're doing. We're just, uh, yeah, we're over here waiting on our stimmies. Yeah, still haven't got my stimmy yet. Let's get them stimmies. You know, all that free... Put that in air quotes, government money. Yeah. That we're going to be getting that inevitably. We're just basically, I feel like we're. Is it money we paid or money that we're taking from our children's future? That's, yeah, well, that's inevitably. It's either <clears throat> we're taking it from boomers for their social security checks or uh, we're writing IOUs to our our grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, for for our behaviors. You remember how you used to discern the, the day by divining the the will of paper clips like you would take a cup of paper clips and throw them down on the table yeah i did that with tiktok the other day mm-hmm. about this whole stimmy thing yeah the whole economic situation and the the tiktok paper clips seem to believe that they're about to produce something so massive in the financial sector it goes right along in the next step of the great reset mm-hmm. that someone's going to come out and be like look and i wouldn't be surprised if it was elon musk the financial system is burdensome it's creating poverty. It's an unsustainable thing that can't be ever paid back. We're, we were dealing with fictional money when we hit $1 trillion. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and um, he's going to propose a new system where everyone's debts will be forgiven. No more debts. None of that. Mm-hmm. Right. With the new digital currency or whatever it might be. Yeah. But you have to opt into the system fully. So I'm sure that goes directly in line with social credit scores, vaccinations. Yeah. All the things. Can't we just be like <sighs> free men, like and women? I feel like how it is, sort of in like uh, like Star Trek, right? <clears throat> Where okay, hear me out. I'm listening. It's kind of like quasi socialism, right? But it's like you just call me wrong. But the thing is, there's no like authority to like overbear on you. You're just everything's a plenty. Right, we don't have to fight over territory and land and food because you have the in- infinite amount of space. Don't they still fight over resources and space, though? Well, it's well, that, by but a that, federation. but that's what it is, though. It's the well, you have the federation against like people that don't want to be a part of the federation, which therein lies. That's where the problem is. Is like federational government. Well, it's like think of it more like uh, kind of like. I feel like you can't say the Federation is a government per se. It's more like a, like a, uh, uh, kind of like a UN sort of government, which I mean, it's not good either. Listen, can I go ahead and just scrap about- this idea? <laughs> no, but for real though, it seems like those people are fucking cool. That they're like, 
We don't have money anymore because we really don't give, like, we don't care about that. Everybody gets what they need. Captain John Luke Picard, all he was doing was getting space pussy. But he was he was fine, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he what was did he cool. make, like, $46,000 a year? He didn't make anything. I thought they made monies. I don't think, no. Like, they don't, like, they don't have money. You just get what you need. Like, <sighs> well, how do you? You go to the bar and you get fucking shit faced. So you don't pay a cent. Because guess what? The bartender, he's on the same boat you are. Why is he bartending though? If he's not getting money, I don't understand. Well, that's the bored? thing. You're, it's 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 whatever you like. Like it's I think it's what you want to do is purely based on your motivation, right? To each his own ability. Like think about it. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like people don't become. I mean, maybe people come. Some people can become bartenders to be bartenders, right? But like most of us do it now because it's it's the only thing we can do. But think about it. Think about it. If like you were told, hey, we're gonna you you got a place to live, you got you don't have to worry about food or anything like that because those are things that we don't we don't we don't fret about anymore because you know we're the, we have plenty, right? Mm. Um, they finally released you the could zero go, point energy machines. You can go, yeah, energy is basically free. You can go uh, join the federation and. Go amongst the stars, you know. If you wanted to, you might get killed. You know, you were uh, you're just you, so, space is dangerous. Yeah, they're going for adventure. Yeah, it's or, all great until they come around the moon of Saturn and they see that giant fucking cube and the Borg are trying to assimilate those yeah. motherfuckers. Or you can be a bartender, and the, guess what? You're doing the same exact fucking thing. You're you're you have the same like, uh, uh, I guess affability as. Fucking Jean-Luc Picard. Hmm. Except you're not fucking traveling amongst the stars. You're fucking serving drinks. What was that dude's name that was his uh, second in command? He was like a space quagmire. This is like number two. Um, Who does number two Riker. work for? Yeah, Riker, Riker. That's it. You know what he was doing. Everybody else was up there for adventure, listen, and he was just looking for pussy. Nah, listen. He If anybody was a puss hound on the next generation, it was definitely Riker. Data, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Which one did you say? Riker. Riker, yeah. Because, like, Jean-Luc Picard, I'm pretty sure if I read something once where, like, Patrick Stewart actually got pissed because, like, in the show, his character never got fucked. And he, he made his argument known, his, his, his gripe known to the producers of the show, and they actually did an episode where he went on, like, R&R and got fucked. Like, Didn't he fuck that one girl that was on the ship? I can't remember. I might, See, like, I, listen. I don't even fucking know. I don't like, know why they did I put an episode. There. He was like, he had, he had a couple gripes. He's like, I never get the fuck. I never get any pussy. I never get the fight. <laughs> but they saw how well that went last time. And I never get the party. And they're like, guess what, bud? We're gonna give you all three of those things in a solid package in an episode, all about you, where you're gonna fuck, fight, and party. Yeah, you're the gonna whole fuck time. while you're fighting in a party. It's gonna be great. But like I said before, like it. But I mean, imagine then there's a double whammy. You want to be a bartender, but you end up being a bartender on a starship. Like uh, yeah, like, like what's his face? I can't remember his name. When I was doing uh, this fucking uh, person that I had taken up there mm-hmm. for a thing was watching a television show, and you know it's all mindless drabble. I don't. I never watch TV, so every time I get to see it on, it blows my mind how much worse it's gotten. Yeah, yeah. 
because <clears throat> it's like six months intervals in between where I don't watch it. But. There's like shows where people just sing with masks on, and then you try to guess who the person is and stuff like. Fucking crazy. Like, that's the kind of weird shit they got going on. Like we are on the on levels of autism we didn't think were possible. Anyway, boomers were talking shit about kids reading comic books and it melting their brain. Look at this fucking shit we got going on now. Yeah, but this TV show was like a was like a modern day version of what you're talking about with Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. So it followed this crew of like shipmates mm-hmm. on luxury yachts, and they basically were like for hire. So a rich cocksucking family would come out, and they would pay this exorbitant amount of money to be treated. And you could just tell like these dudes are out there, like they're out there doing their jobs to the best of their ability of luxury. But you know what they're there for? You, you had me at rich cocksucking family because, like in my in my mind, I, I just <laughs> could imagine them all just fucking. Yeah, it's off the chain. I don't know why my head went there, but that's where it went. (laughs) That's how space is going to be. You're going to have a bunch of like muscle bound, steroided out. This this is going to be our luck. You want to know what our luck is? My luck is great. This is going to be what space is like for real. This is what it's going to be. Anybody out there that's ever seen like, and listen, it's not going to be Star Trek. Don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be Star Wars. Like we could hope for Star Wars. That ain't going to happen either. You know what's gonna fucking be? What's that? It's gonna be like Blade Runner, and this is the and here's and here's the kicker because you could be like, well, wait a minute, Tubbs, they never showed space in Blade Runner. That's exactly my point. Space is like virtually this intangible thing that most people can't get to because only the ultra rich can do it, and they don't even trust regular people to go up in space. They send fucking they they make synthetic humans to go do their bidding in space. Yeah, like space is some intangible thing that only rich super huge corporations can participate in mm-hmm. that's kind of how i'd say that or like uh like <clears throat> alien space i've got a thing before Bas- we move on from space basically what i'm saying is is that more or less that more likely corporations are going to end up like dominating space oh absolutely i'm sure they're already there i hope this is the right article i saw this shit the other day and it blew my fucking mind where are the quotes fuck that's not it. Anyway, if anybody can find this quote, I'm having a hard time. It just kind of came back to me. I didn't actually plan on mentioning it on the show, but we went there into space somehow, as we always do. And that's okay. And it's, yeah, you're right. It is okay. Yeah. <clears throat> There's an astronaut who goes on an interview to say that one of the most terrifying things about being in space was the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this highly esteemed doctor. Who was also a uh, a NASA, you know, astronaut. Yeah. Put his name on the line. He's like highly respected in the community. He's like a, a he's like an unknown with a uh, Buzz Aldrin. Okay, so he's talking about these snakes <laughs> that would like follow the follow the ship forever, and they were fucking huge space snakes. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible movie. Snakes on a plane. Tired of all these goddamn snakes in this goddamn infinite outer space. (laughs) Fuck that. You know, I just, when you were talking about that, I was imagining like my worst nightmares, right? Yeah. And I feel like my worst nightmare quite possibly would be like sent into space, (laughs) given a exorbitant dose of LSD. Yeah. And then forced to do a spacewalk. You're a proof positive that you and I are psychic together. 
Cause I feel like I would die. I think I would have. I would just literally like my the uh, every major vein in in artery in my head would explode simultaneously because like the amount of I think like my adrenal glands would literally shrivel up and expunge everything that they have. Yeah, my my hypothalamus and my pe- pineal gland would release all of its shit. Right, and I would just die. Yeah. Well, then, because that sounds utterly here's the thing. absolutely terrifying. When you say that you screamed so loudly that you fucking burst every blood vessel in your body at the same time, that when you when you die, you know what immediately happens afterwards? You're shot out of a pussy crying. Yeah, back in the game. Like seriously, now, I feel that that's that to me. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds like a great idea for the beginning of a story. Yeah. But that's for another day. Plant that seed, water oh, the it, seeds. and come back. Listen, to it. I, for some reason, I think it's just a matter of like spring, right? Oh yeah, and like ideas start to emerge. We've got what three days left until spring because the that equinox? is that is the third like premise that I have concocted in in a matter of less than forty eight hours that I thought this yeah. is something. This is it fire. Can, it could be something. Let me show you something that's something that goes along with our space story and your greatest fear. Mm-hmm. I found this the other day. Would you care to tell the people what it is and maybe read a little bit about it? Uh, it's called One, one Up. <laughs> one Up! Psilocybin Mushroom Chocolate Bar, 3.5 grams. So two of those and you'll see the face of Christ. Well, I think with two of these you would see past the face. You'd realize that... Christ was just a, it was just the corporeal form of something much greater. And then it was actually some sort of right. like higher a lizard being. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. Don't no. put Jesus on the lizard. I know. I'm just joking. You know, I, <laughs> I got those jokes, man. You know. It. What if he was an elephant? Like, uh, is it Krishna? Shout out no, to no, um, Ganesh. 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 Yeah. yeah. My bad. But yeah, it's a 3.5 milligram psilocybin bar. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're selling them. Well, it's like I had this idea for a story where these two guys are like kind of stuck in this this limbo between they they inevitably get stuck between like the gap between uh heaven, hell, and earth, right? Where there's a space between the three. Yeah. And it's where it's basically where God's made his home, right? Mm-hmm. And they find <laughs> they start. They're like, they don't know what the fuck's going on. And then, like, God is just this little, like, green plant just in the middle of a rainforest in this, like, space in between. And they're like, why are you a, why are you this plant? Yeah. You know? And he's like, why, why would I be anything else? I don't know why, but my, my mind's eye, I thought that was cosmically hilarious. Yeah. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a, it's a, it was a weird idea. You know, it's, Speaking of weird ideas, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, what he's talking about writing stories, he's already a published author. You should check out The King's Fire, Prophecy and Flame by S. James Imhoff. It's available on Amazon, digital copy, or you can buy a physical copy. You get a digital copy as well, and write us. We will give you an address to send it to, and he will sign it, mm-hmm. perhaps rub it on his junk. <laughs> but speaking of strange ideas, I came across Stanley R. Mickelson's Safeguard Complex. This was built during the Cold War, okay? Mm-hmm. They spent, so what What? What years, uh, do you remember off the top of your head, 72? What year for what? During the Cold War, 72 to win. Oh, shit. Cold War was from like 19, I mean, really, you'd say it was started really heavy in the 1950s, but let's go from the end of World War II up through like, what was it, uh, 
89, mm-hmm. 90 when the Bur- when the Soviet Union fell. Yeah. So yeah. it it went on for a while. I mean, like basically as soon as we beat as soon as we beat the Jerry's, as soon as we beat the Germans, <clears throat> uh we were already eyeballing the USSR and like, hey, you know what? Fuck you too. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> now this place uh, I'll read you the, the bullshit Wikipedia article real quick. It's very short. Okay. The Stanley R. Mickelson Safeguard Complex, SRMSC, was a cluster of military facilities near Grand Forks, North Dakota, that supported the United States Army Safeguard Anti-Ballistic Missile Program. The complex provided launch control for 30 LIM-49 Spartan anti-ballistic missiles and 70 shorter-range uh, Sprint anti-ballistic missiles. The deployment area of the complex covered the Minutemen launchers of the 321st Strategic Missile Wing, based at Grand Folks Air Force Base, North Dakota. Under the terms of the 1972 Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, the U.S. was permitted to deploy a single ABM system protecting the area, an area containing ICBM launchers. The total of uh, 100 launchers and 100 missiles was the maximum permitted under the treaty. The site achieved the initial operating capacity on 1 April 1975, in full operational capability on 1 October 1975, costing $2 billion. So I'm going to pause there real quick. $2 billion in the 70s. That's a lot of dough. It's a lot of goddamn money. It's a lot of cash. Now, how long do you think this place ran for? Just, oh, shit, man. That thing probably ran. It's probably still fucking running. That's or, where you're wrong, Chief. Oh. They paid, and I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know exactly what $2 billion in 1975 is compared to 2021. But it's a fucking lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A shit. A lot. A fuckload. It ran for 24 hours. Oh, so I was grossly wrong then. Yeah. And look at the picture. Man. Nah. Where's that at? North Dakota. Okay. So, you know what that looks like? Yeah. It looks like the pyramid without the all-seeing eye on top of it. I was going to say that, and that kind of looks like Stonehenge. Yeah. They got some shit going on there that it had nothing to do with missiles. Listen, uh, but I was also going to say, it reminds <laughs> me of, okay, so in the game Fallout 4, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you play that one? Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you remember in the south? Now, mind you, this takes place in, like, the Boston area, so this is a different part of the country. But anyways, it just reminds me of it. But in the game, uh, if you travel south, far enough south, you get to this area that's, like... Truly the wasteland. Like, you cannot... It's constantly irradiated. You have to fucking wear protection while you're there. Either a rad suit or power armor or whatever. And there is a there is a building that looks exactly like that. Yeah. I shit you not. It's there crazy. is a building that looks exactly like that. <clears throat> I'm going to post it on our Instagram if you guys want to look at this. Because I think this is a great example of where they use some esoteric shit. They blamed it on missiles and all this, like, missile protection. But it's something else. You don't pour... F- can you Google uh, <clears throat> conversion of two billion dollars from 1975 to 2021? I got you. So you don't put that much money into something and and blame conventional fucking defense and then shut it down after 24 hours. That's some other shit. There's some esoteric shit going on there. And I would be I would I would lay money on the fact that it is on a ley line or it's something to do with that. It's some esoteric shit. Can't lie to me, pussy. Okay, you said 1972? 1975. Oh, 75. Okay. Okay, and you said it was two... How much was it? Two billion dollars. Just Let's just do two billion? Yeah. 
Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. That's a lot of zeros. Zero. Okay, so... Oh, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a shitload of money. Okay, so... Even by today's terms. In today's money, uh, that would have cost roughly $9,777,470,118.96. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> which, I don't know, even in today's terms, that's not really... Uh, I mean, right, but they didn't have the printing presses going like they did back, you know, back then like they do now. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I tell you, I think that's how <laughs> much... Not to open old wounds for some people, but I think that's around the cost of what it was going to cost to build the wall. Ah, uh-huh. and they were sweating that. But I mean, they're of not going to—they're not going to sweat the. How much do you think they pay Raytheon though on a yearly it's basis? It's like one point four. I mean, they're not sweating the one point five trillion dollars uh, stimulus that they just passed. That so. we got nine percent of back to the people, and the rest of the ninety-one uh, percent went to special interests. Let's call that pulk. Yeah. Went to that pulk. <laughs> That's a fat ass pig. <laughs> That's a big ass pig. It's a thick ass pig. <laughs> anybody, anybody wants to see that picture? I'm posting it right now on our Instagram page, Instagram.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. Fuck around and find out. Let me ask you: um, Has anyone uh, talked to you about the whole super straight thing since we did that last episode? About no it? one has approached me about it. Really? I've talked to a couple people about it. Yeah, I mean, I've been tucked away in shitholes, but no one's came up to me and said anything about it yet. Hmm. What did they say to you? Just that uh, they, too, identify it. They're like, well, fuck, I guess I'm super straight now. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's so up. are you, and probably, I'd say easily, uh, probably about 85% of the population, if not higher. Yeah, I mean, it's just a numbers game, really. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Seeing that picture from that uh, Stanley R. Mickelson Safeguard Complex building, though, reminded me, because it's just a stone-appearing uh, pyramid, mm-hmm. and there's no cap. And I don't mean that in the way of, like, the, the way the kids say it. You know, no cap. Yeah. Which shows you how old I am. I had to Google it when I saw it on TikTok for the 75th time. I was like, I need to know what the fuck this means. So no cap means no lie. Yeah, somebody said it to me the other day <laughs> in reference to you. I hope it was SETI. It was. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't. What does that mean? Yeah, that's what. And he couldn't explain it to me. I was like, so you're just walking around saying something you, you I don't. I even explained it to him. We talked about it over. And I was over like, again. you're saying something that you you don't know what it means. I was you, like, what? You keep using that word, but I don't think you know what it means. Like I, I, I'm now. Call me whatever you want, but traditionalist. Unless, unless I know what a word means, yeah. I tend not to use it yeah, because I, I fear using it in the wrong context. You're not you're good with your intelligence when it comes to speech. I try to be very well-versed. Yeah. Do you know what it means? I, I actually don't. is a word that means like uh, to be scant with or to hold back or to... Uh, oh, so to be conservative Yeah, with your, your wordage. Your, your uh, verbiage. You're with your... Sharing of words. I'm still going to edit all that out. I figured as much. It's probably for the best. It probably. Because words hurt, you know? Yeah. A couple years ago, I could have got it off. Because it was a word in a dictionary. But not anymore. Do you see that uh, they're trying to... (laughs) They're trying again to cancel Bill Burr. For what? Uh, I guess he hosted part of the Grammys or something like that. And he couldn't pronounce some Latin and Latino... Latina uh, singer's name. And he even said, I'm going to butcher this. 
uh, and I guess said it wrong. And now people are like, they're fucking, like I said, they're trying to cancel him. Not only that, uh, so his wife's black, right? Yeah. And people are trying to say that some, that, uh, people who like marry interrace tend to be like the biggest racist of all. Oh, suck a dick. And that they use them as like, it's like some sort of sex slavery. And like, even his wife got on Twitter when some guy posted about it, some his wife got on Twitter and was like, shut the fuck up, stupid. Good. Just like she was told to. <laughs> like, good, good for him. I'm glad they're trying to cancel him again. You know, he's not the try one. Try and try. Yeah, yeah. He's not the I'm one. Let me tell you. Listen, he did that one stand up special, that one set in Philadelphia. Where he went on for like twenty minutes, and the fir- for the Told first ten fuck yeah for the first ten minutes he literally they literally booed and jeered him the whole fucking time, and they thought they were gonna they he thought they were gonna jump the stage on him because all he did was drag he was in Philadelphia and all he did was drag Philadelphia shit and how shitty city. their shitty shitty their city is how shitty shit their, their team is teams, yeah all that shit and by the end of the twenty minute set he had everybody roaring laughing that he's, dude he's not the one he's unfucking stoppable yeah. I love his anger. Anyway, bodily liquid removal aside. I get it. Yeah, Bill Burr, though, he's like, they've tried a few times to try to fucking nail him down, but he keeps, like, defying them. And I think he, it's the whole point of the fact that, like, it's comedy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's satire. It's supposed, like, even when he's being his harshest, you know, it's, it's, Merely only holding a mirror up to society and showing you how fucked it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me more. Like, uh, how many times throughout history have only the jesters been allowed to ones allowed to be the ones that spoke without getting their fucking heads cut off? Yeah. And now you can't even be a comedian. You can't be a modern day court jester without them trying to take away your millstone. And uh, consult the Old Testament if you know how the uh, lowercase god feels about fucking with millstones. You know, you take away somebody's millstone, you can, you have the right to murder them. Yeah. Well, that's your, that's your, literally your bread. Yeah. Shout out lowercase G-O-D. <coughs> out of him. I don't know why I got so many sneezies. All the plants are coming back to life. Shooting their, <clears throat> shooting their pawn love load. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to talk about, because, you know, we've talked about all sorts of random stuff already. We're going to talk a little bit about um, something we came across this week called NFTs. Non-fungible uh, tokens. Yeah. It's part of the blockchain. And it's... Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's another reason why I feel old, because I was not hip. And, no. uh, <clears throat> let me see if I can find that video. I uh, Basically, it's unique art that cannot be duplicated. Yeah. So, let's see. The video that I showed you before we did the show... You bitch. If you go, if you guys go to the tube, the YouTube, and type in bird, G-A-M-A-Y-U-N, it'll come up a virtual reality painting with tilt brush. And I don't know about you, I was blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Like, I fuck around with VR pretty frequently, but to be able to paint something like that in a VR space, yeah. it's fucking crazy. So, it's uh, it just shows you a lady painting a fucking masterpiece in in the virtual stream and then she fucking puts it on as an nft and sells it 
Wait a minute. What if we did like some some LL NFTs? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like I said at the beginning of the episode, like some Bone and Tubbs news boy. <laughs> Fuck OnlyFans. Like we're on the cusp. Yeah. Um. So basically, it's a unique piece of art that cannot be duplicated. Just like a Bitcoin or any, it's on the blockchain. They can't. They cannot be replicated. Yeah. Blockchain is basically like the amber in, Gra- in Jurassic Park. It shows you the history of things, such as a mosquito that they drew DNA from to create dinosaurs. So try to get your head around how big this is going to be, I think, and it's just starting. Yeah. Uh, the artist, Mike Winkleman, also known as Beeple, just sold an NFT at a record-breaking $69.3 million. Mm. The third highest price achieved by a living artist. That's wild. <clears throat> the sale at Christie's for the purely digital work was the strongest indication yet that NFTs or non-fungible tokens have taken the art market by storm, making the leap from specialist websites to premier auction houses. Beeple, a newcomer to the fine art world who first heard about NFTs five months ago, is the most high-profile artist to profit off the huge boom in sales of these much-hyped but poorly understood commodities. Uh and here's the, you can't see it on here, but it's actually, and we probably wouldn't even be able to use it in our artwork because, you know, licensing and shit. Right. I mean, this dude just fucking made a mint off of this picture, fucking but it's actually, mint. it's a really fucking cool picture. And this is the kind of shit I'd love to put on my wall for real. That's fucking dope. Oh yeah. Let me see that. So is an astronaut with crystals coming out of his body. Yeah. He's like growing crystals out of him. That's fucking, that's tits right there. Like that's that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Uh but you might ask, what is an NFT? It is an asset verified using blockchain te- technology which in which a network of computers record transactions and gives buyers proof of authenticity and ownership. The current boom is mostly for digital assets including images, GIFs, songs, or videos. Most importantly, NFTs make Digital artworks unique and therefore sellable. Now, artists, musicians, influencers, and sports franchisees are using NFTs to monetize digital goods that have previously been cheap for free, cheap or free. The technology also responds to the art world's need for authentic, authentic, authenticity, authenticities, authentic. God damn it. I can't. Authentication. I can't. Authentication. Authentication. <laughs> what is going on over there? <laughs> Authentication. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, I don't know what. Cool. I think I might add a mini stroke. I was just I watching even... the wires cross. Man. I didn't know what happened. I just, I was just fucking bragging about my fucking verbiage, and now I can't even say authentication. You did it twice, though. You're good now. And prominence in an increasingly digital world, permanently linking a digital file to its creator. Is that are you reading this article or a different one? It's uh, it's uh, I'm gonna cherry pick. This, this is New York Times. All right, I'll cherry pick this one when you're done. Um, the technology for NFTs has been around since the mid 2010s, but hit the mainstream in late 2017 with Crypto Kitties, a site that allowed people to buy and breed limited edition digital cats with cryptocurrency. <laughs> imagine, imagine that's where it started. Yeah, that's how it starts. Now with 
you imagine like like you're a parent, right? Yeah. You come home and you're like, who the fuck spent fucking seven hundred and fifty dollars on a strap on dildo Hello Kitty NFT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your son's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh. Yeah, I lost it now. Now with the value of cryptocurrencies reaching record highs, some of the same investors who speculate from them are buying and trading AFTs off of for eye-popping prices. Beeple is the most high-profile artist to make a gigantic sale, but there are now plenty of illustrators, video, and graphic artists selling work at high prices. Okay. So, basically, writing down this, what I'm looking at is, like, in theory, anybody can... It's the same principle with a a normal piece of art that you would see. Someone could recreate a piece of art, right? Yeah. But that doesn't suddenly make it that piece of the original piece of art. It's still, and the thing is with with the blockchain, it's the same thing. You can't re-verify it. You know what I mean? You can't recertify it. It can't. You can't recreate it technically because that one piece is always going to exist as that one piece. Which is why they will ultimately gain in value. Yeah. Uh, now, this one's more of a crypto side of that article you wrote. Uh, it's from Coindesk. <laughs> Coindesk.com, titled, What are NFTs and how do they work? Non-fungible tokens are digital assets that represent a wide range of unique, ta- unique, tangible, and intangible items, from collectible sports cards to virtual real estate and even digital sneakers. <clears throat> One of the main benefits of owning a digital collectible versus a physical collectible like a Pokemon card or a rare minted coin is that each NFT contains distinguishing information that makes it both distinct from any other NFT and is easily verifiable. This makes the creation and circulation of fake collectibles pointless because each item can be traced back to the original issuer. Shout out blockchain. Unlike regular cryptocurrencies, NFTs cannot be directly exchanged with one another, <clears throat> this is because no two NFTs are identical. Even those that exist on the same platform, game, or in the same collection, think of them as festival tickets. Each ticket contains specific information, including the purchaser's, purchaser's name, the date of the event, and the venue. This data makes it impossible for festival tickets to be traded with one another. The vast majority of NFT tokens were built using one of the two Ethereum token standards, ERC-721 and ERC-1155, Uh, blueprints created by Ethereum that enable software developers to easily deploy NFTs and ensure they are compatible with a broader ecosystem, including exchanges and wallet services like MetaMask and MyEtherWallet. EOS, NEO, and Tron have also released their own NFT token standards to encourage developers to build a host of NFTs on their blockchain networks. Other key characteristics of NFTs include that they are non-interoperable, interoperable, See, now I'm doing it. Non-interoperable. A CryptoPunk cannot be used as a character on the CryptoKitties game, or vice versa. This goes for collectibles such as trading cards, too. A blockchain Heroes card cannot be played on the Gods Unchained trading game. They are indivisible. NFTs cannot be divided into smaller denominations, much like Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Like how they are... uh, Smaller denominations are normally referred to as Satoshis. (sighs) 
They're also indestructible because all NFT data is stored in, on the blockchain via smart contracts. Each token cannot be destroyed, removed, or replicated. Ownership of these tokens is also immutable, which means gamers and collectors uh, actually possess their NFTs, not the companies that create them. This contrasts with the buying things like music from iTunes store where the users don't actually own what they're buying. They just purchase the license to listen to the music. They're also infinitely verifiable. Another benefit of storing historical ownership data on the blockchain is that items such as digital artwork can be traced back to the original creator, which allows pieces to be authenticated without the need for a third-party verification. Why they are important. NFTs have become hugely popular with crypto users and companies alike because of the way they have revolutionized the gaming and collectible space. Since November 2017, there has been a total of $174 million spent on NFTs. Thanks to the advent of blockchain technology, gamers and collectors can become the immutable owners of in-game items and other unique assets as well, as well as make money from them. In some cases, players have the ability to create and monetize structures like casinos, theme parks, and virtual worlds, such as the Sandbox and Decentraland. They can also sell individual digital items they accrue during gameplay, such as costumes, avatars, and in-game currency on a secondary market. I can only imagine what that would have done for RuneScape when I was in high school. Jesus. For artists, being able to sell artwork in a digital form directly to a global audience of buyers without using an auction house or a gallery shows them to keep a significantly greater portion of their profits. Allows them, not shows them. Allows them to keep a significantly greater portion of their profits they make from their sales. Royalties can also be programmed in digital artwork so that the creator receives a percentage of the sale uh, profits each time their artwork is sold to a new owner. So that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. William Shatner, best known as Captain Kirk, who could not fight on Star Trek, which is weird that we we doubled back, uh, ventured in digital collectibles in 2020 and issued 90,000 digital cards on the WAX blockchain, W-A-X, showcasing various images of himself. Each card was initially sold for approximately $1, and now Shatner, with uh, passive royalty income, Each time, fuck, each card was initially sold for approximately $1 and now provides Shatner with a passive royalty income every time one is resold. So he, I mean, that boomer getting it. Oh, yeah, he's definitely getting it. Why do they have value? Like all assets, supply and demand are the key market drivers for price. Due to the scarce nature of NFTs and the high demand for them uh, from gamers, collectors, and investors... People are often prepared to pay a lot of money for them. Some NFTs also have the potential to make their owners a lot of money. For instance, one gamer on the Decentraland Virtual Land platform decided to purchase 64 lots and combine them into a single estate, dubbed the Secrets of Satoshi's Tea Garden. It sold for $80,000, purely because it's desirable location and road access. Another investor parted with $222,000 to purchase a segment of digital Monaco racing track in the F1 Delta time game. The NFT representing the piece of digital track allows the owner to receive 5% dividends from all races. Jesus Christ. Like, (laughs) just races taking part in this digital landscape. That's crazy. And including entry ticket fees for people to watch the game. That's crazy. What the fuck are we doing? Man, I don't even know. 
I don't even fucking know. What are the most expensive NFTs? Dragon. The Crypto Kitty continues to be one of the most expensive NFTs in the space, valued at 600 Ethereum. That's. Thank you. You completely fucking discerned my need for you to look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work, they say in the Bones and Tubbs tribe. This is a kind of one-to-one-to-one race car from an F1 Delta time sold for 415.9 Ethereum on May 19th. How much Ethereum? 2019. Uh, 600 Ethereum. Okay. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is 1 million six six. It's not small. No, not at all. And it isn't. The crazy thing is, you're trading it for another investment. So, like, that could go up to billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, you could do like, like. We're going to do this. Yeah. I definitely want to do this. This is important. I want to be on every platform anyway. So, I'm already there. Like, imagine because we have the rights to our logo, we just put that on there. Yeah. Oof. We could probably come up with some something else too. We need to we need you know what we need to do. We could put a book on that. You know what we need to do. What? We need to hook up with our boy. That JMY5 oh, yeah. boy. Me and JMY5, oddly enough, this is all like this is all coming together cuz the last time I am going to call him on the way home, but uh I called him the other day and I talked to him and he was talking we were talking about crypto for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And like the investments that people were going to jump into with the stimmies. And what investments he thought were best for the Steamies. Well, our boy is an artist. And I feel like between the three of us, we could collaborate something together that would inevitably make money. You know, the uh, the artist known as uh, JMY5 over on Instagram. JMY5 Internet Studios. He's also JMY5.com. He's the guy that does our artwork. You should check him out because that shit... That art... Listen, there's a couple That of, art is definitely NFT worthy. There's a couple of artworks just for our show. That I think would be great NFTs. Oh yeah, the throw up. Could you there. imagine if he just did art and he posted like he figured it out like how he could still trade it somehow with us? We could use it, but anytime somebody viewed it or whatever, he got royalties back. Yeah, ooh wee, be awesome. Hope you're listening, friend. Yeah, uh, Alien twenty eighty nine sold for six hundred five Ethereum in January twenty twenty one. This NFT is part of a CryptoPunk collection. The first NFTs ever created overall, there are 10,000 different CryptoPunks and, and only nine alien CryptoPunks. An NBA Top Shot, this is what I was telling you about earlier. Okay. An NBA Top Shot digital collectible card of uh, basketball star LeBron James sold for $100,000. An Axie, I don't know what that is, an Axie named Angel from the NFT-based game Axie Infinity sold for 300 Ethereum. And that concludes the article. Nice. So hopefully our broad-based, you know, crypto version and mainstream article version gave you guys a decent look into the world of NFTs. They'd be the future. They're also trading NFT on Coinbase and I'm sure other wallets as a specific cryptocurrency in general backed on the Ethereum blockchain. So something else to look at for you investors out there in the crypto market. Yeah. I would definitely... Once I can get back into my Coinbase, I lock myself out of it. When I switch phones, I fuck my I fuck my fanny real well. But, uh, <laughs> I dropped three hundred in there, and then I fucking killed it. But I should be able to get on there sometime within the next four hundred and twenty-eight thousand years. Nice. But that recovery process is in order. But as soon as I get back on there, I'm definitely putting some money in NFT. 
I'm not yeah. a financial advisor. Neither is my boy. Tubbs here. Hold on, let me take a look at that. Are you searching Robinhood? Yeah, I'm going to see if they trade it on there. I doubt they do because they're fucking turds. This is uh, a one more time proof positive that we share a, a psychic connection. No, they don't. Bitches. They don't even have it listed. NFT, right? Yeah. Maybe I got to search the crypto market. Yeah, they're laying. They don't have it. Robinhood is whack. They don't even trade trade in it. That's the weird part. Man, I wish I would have got some Bitcoin. It's not too late, friend. They're talking about $100,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year. Again, Buds and Tubs and everyone affiliated with us are not crypto advisors or financial advisors. At this point, fuck it, right? Might as well. Redbeard just posted on our uh, post of that facility we mentioned earlier in the episode. Yeah. On our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash Buds and Tubs. He said, I grew up about 15 miles from that place. Rumor has it that the underground facility is three times larger than what you can see above ground. After it sold, I heard that most of the tunnels were flooded due to high water, the high water table in the area. That is, they had to get rid of their pesky fucking, uh, you know, demon problem. Yeah. Or maybe they needed that extra water because water is the barrier between the physical and the spiritual in order to activate it. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe they have like Aleister Crowley down there in like some sort of hyperbaric chamber. You know, creating magic spells. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Who knows, man? Exactly. That's all that goddamn money be throwing away on some shit that looks like it came straight out of an occult textbook. Yeah, like, we we, we, we let these dudes who are, I mean, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I mean, for what it's worth, a lot of these dudes are really just, like, they're, they're us, except they have lots of money and they con people out of it so they can <laughs> just do, like, don't you wish you just had billions of dollars to, to do fucking... Uh, esoteric experiments and fucking uh, 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 you basically know, experiment with like alchemic principles. Basically, you're saying they're like us, but they don't have morals. Yeah, there, there it is. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like ah, fuck them. They like a moral compass. So. You know why? Because fuck them. That's fuck why. them. That's why. Good. I mean, that's that's the way I see it, anyways. Great. Oh man, we got hit with another fucking false information. For what? I had to click the uh, see post anyway button for uh, the article we posted on Instagram. Biden cancels Trump's operation of talent program to target sex offenders living in the USA illegally. Whatever. I love they tell you this may be false or it's only partly true, but let me go ahead and give you this article that, shows why that requires true. three pages uh, to do the mental gymnastics to Bust. refute your meme. Yeah. That's basically all that tells me. Such lazy brains we are working with these days. Not you and I, but the people we work around no. in this sphere of control. I think that about wraps it up for <clears> us. <throat> yeah. We'd like to thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. A little, uh, little info on those NFTs. You guys get on the bandwagon, too, if you want. Yeah. We're not financial advisors, but no. it seems like people are making money doing it. And as of the, this recording, we don't have any financial stake in it. Yeah. But give it time. <laughs> yeah, it might be different in a week or two. Uh, we'd like to thank y'all for listening. Uh, hey, you should go check out JMY5. JMY5 Internet Studios over on Instagram, JMY5.com. Check him out. Like all of his art. Buy some art. Let him know the Bones and Tubs, pod- the Bones and Tubs-, the Bones and Tubs podcast sent you. He does our artwork for us, and it's amazing. Yeah, all the show art that he's done is... World's better than the things I can put together. I'd like to thank uh, Blood of the Brave. Blood of the Brave at Bandcamp, bloodofthebrave.com, Blood of the Brave 
on Instagram, Blood the Brave, aka Kyle Reese, on Twitter. He does all of our music. Yeah, there's ways to get a hold of us. Uh, all of those socials to include facebook.com forward slash bones and tubs, Twitter at bones tubs, uh, bones and tubs at gmail.com for those long form hitters. Yeah. And, uh, just real quick, I might have a Frank Castle or two. Okay. I want everybody to also go. We, we used to call this out all the time, and I feel like we've been lacking as, as, as of late, but please go to youtube.com forward slash bones and tubs show. And like us, follow us, do all that while we're still allowed to be on there. Because honestly, if they started paying attention, it wouldn't be long before we were gone. So follow us on there. Uh, all of our information that you need to find us on any platform is in the YouTube description. To include our BitChute, LBRY links, Gab I think is still on there. Uh, so check that out. Follow us on all the platforms. Because eventually, if you only follow us on YouTube.com forward slash Show, we gonna be gone. Or they're going to start subbing you, right. or they're going to start not allowing you to see our shit. So what we got to do, spread the message. Also, if you felt like giving us financial contribution, we're on PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App at Bones Tubs. Cash App is dollar sign Bones and Tubs. Um, we're also on Patreon.com forward slash Bones and Tubs, and we have several, several reward tiers on there. So if you go on there and sign up for one of those... You go through a month or so. You pay the you pay the money. You get your merch sent directly to you from Patreon, and you can support the show that way. Or I would say, still, as I've always said, the most important way to help us out if you like the show is to like, comment, and share. Let everybody know about us. Yeah, most Spread definitely. Spread the thought virus that is the Bones of Tubs tribe that you are now a part of. Hashtag not a cult. I think this is it. I got a message from the other day that said a security protocol dictated three amigos changed digits. Frank Castle checking in. Sweet. Sweet. Unholy. Odin. <laughs> endless pandering upon endless pandering upon. Does it. So. So what happens if I were to come out and say I am. Human. I made a Halloween phone call prank once, and this is... Oh, how did it go? I am the demon lion of Savo! <laughs> <laughs> like, do they have to respect that now? Like... Yeah. Can they, can, they, can they say, no, I'm not? Doubtful. Shout out super straight. The fuck would happen if I just said, I am human? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I got a better one. I am experience housed within a meat sock. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I am energy housed sense. within a meat sock. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit. I don't get it. Some of the things that people freak out about or talk about, like, I just don't understand. I don't know if it's my own autism or if I'm, if I just don't get it. I don't know. Don't make no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. It don't make no sense, sir. This shit is stupid. Stupid, stupid. Yeah, here we are. I'm sure 
sure I've said it before, but you know, says the saying goes, buy the ticket, take the ride. But I don't remember buying a ticket for this horrible roller coaster. Somebody else bought my ticket and is demanding a really horrible return upon it. And I don't like this ride. I like parts of it, but goddamn. Can I get off this thing now? Maybe? No? I don't know. We'll work on that. Alright. <clears throat> we'll work on for a that. while, bud. Love the show, Jens. Really do. I appreciate the work you guys put into it. Uh short shout out to the three amigos. Oh, Mr. Bond, your communique has been received. We had become concerned. Redbeard. Ready the ships. Make for the open sea. Keep the powder dry. As usual. Get that fabric softener in that dryer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dr. Gonzo is still in the wind. Space Monkey might be able to help us find him. To the rest of the Bones and Tubs tribe, don't let them paint you into a corner. As so many of us find ourselves there already without knowing how we got there. Take care of yourselves as always, because Big Daddy sure as hell won't. Preach. Nice. I also got reached out, or I was reached, another of the three amigos reached out to me. Yeah. If I could speak correctly. Brian Bond. We talked about everyone's favorite fellow, Elon Musk. Okay. And he said, are we sure Elon Musk isn't actually Iron Man? And I said, definitely still unsure. He's either our greatest hero or our worst enemy. He said, he is one of the big tech guys that might even be untouchable by the elite, given his strong opinions and having his large network in existence. His decisions could tip the scales of influence drastically in whatever, in whichever way he chooses. I am a network engineer. I always knew it would be a massive network. That would upset the balance of power. I am extremely interested in how this will develop. I said I like that idea. Timeliness is always a mess with me. I'm not a, I'm not big on waiting. <clears throat> and he said, ha ha. Well, knowledge is power and it is spreading. Here you are using an encrypted messaging service. Talking about Signal. Check it out. Yeah. Speaking with the three amigos. Winky face. Use the powers that be. I say that because outside of the Rothschilds, Big Tech, and Soros, we probably don't even know they exist. Tactics against them. Step one, occupy them with busy work. Seemingly coded messages sent across monitored communications, channels, and one slight caveat. Have no formal code and no intended message. This will make them less effective at stealing personal info and communications that cause trouble with getting funds when they waste most of their time deciphering messages that never transpire to anything. 
Step two, isolate ourselves from big tech. We need encryption to become popular knowledge and start uh, to become popular knowledge and start privatizing everything. By the way, if you need help with anything network related, it's what I do. Shruggy face. Step three, replace big tech. We need encryption to become popular knowledge and start privatizing everything. But I already read that. Step three, replace big tech. That's the difficult part. Even I am too impatient to stop mindlessly scrolling through my pointless Facebook feed. Preach, preach, and preach. Now we just need to hear from the third amigo. Most definitely. Hopefully the space monkey finds him. And I hope that he is well. Yeah. Also, keep this in mind, three amigos or anyone else that wants to reach out to us, hit us up in the Gmails, bonesandtubsatgmail.com, and we will provide you with my phone number and send me an audio message. That way we can play you and your voice. Be heard. Yes. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully. We hope you guys tune in next time. Hopefully you enjoyed the value added. And between now and then, you stay safe. We love you. We really do. Got a billion in the ceiling And a billion in the office A billion in the bedroom And it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem The controller makes a profit When you're the ones Cutting all the holes in our pockets Got a billion in the ceiling And a billion in the office Billions in the bedroom And it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem The controller makes a profit When you're the ones Cutting all the holes in our pockets They spend a million just to eat Cross half for a seat and they'll charge 50 grand an hour if you want them to speak. They got what you wish you had, but what they got in the bag ain't really worth nothing at all. But they got your mama, dad, believing in the system and buying it all the time. And I feel bad for us all, cause it's really just a crime. See, JP Morgan Chase and the heads of some banks, they met down at Jekyll Island just to privatize the banks. They took control, the books are closed. We can't look, no, no one knows what they're doing, what they're making. They just say, hey, we're banking banks, does it gangsters? That's what I'm yelling They own your reality You control your salary They got a billion in the ceiling And a billion in the office A billion in the bedroom And it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem The controller makes a profit When you're the ones Cutting all the holes in our pockets They got a billion in the ceiling And a billion in the office Billions in the bedroom And it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem The controller makes a profit When you're the ones cutting all the holes in our pockets I said the money is a weapon That funds a regression And the laws are reposing That leaves a good person broken Left down on bed and ease Stressed to begging to be free It's worldwide at a side Every town and overseas Those who were owned by those who sit on a throne And they build it all to watch it fall Just like Rome And they know it and they feed it So we'll read it and believe it Them headlines full of doubt So we'll bail them out Yeah, the more they print, the less it's worth But they won't ever feel the hurt But I bet you do when you walk up to And have to pay the clerk Yeah, they say the saving The world and all these nations But it's really all controlled to explode through inflation They got a billion in the ceiling And a billion in the office A billion in the bedroom And it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem The 
control who makes a profit win You're the ones cutting all the holes in our pockets they got a billion in the ceiling and a billion in the office Billions in the bedroom and it's locked in the closet See, it ain't a problem to control who makes a profit win You're the ones cutting all the holes in our pockets yeah.